Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, here we go again. Now, vitamins are bad for you. I know. Taking vitamins may increase the risk of cancer. That's a new study. Uh, Many people take vitamins like vitamin C and E to improve their health. Yeah, that's what we were told. Now we're being told that, oh, that's dangerous. Uh, Yeah, it's a peer-reviewed study and published in the Journal of Clinical Investigation. And man, do I love the Journal of Clinical Investigation. They found that vitamins can stimulate the growth of new blood vessels within cancer cells. These new vessels can aid the cancer in growing and spreading across the body. Cancer tumors require oxygen supply and nutrient-rich blood to grow new blood vessels. The process is known as angiogenesis. Angiogenesis. Yeah, that's what I said. So, uh, now they're bad. So, antioxidants usually work by utilizing unused oxygen from other cells which reduces the amount of oxidative stress oxidative stress can damage dna and cause increased risk of cancer so stop taking your vitamin e and your vitamin c okay because it can stabilize the bac1 protein which can cause the spread of lung cancer this can happen when excessive levels of antioxidants are introduced into a person's diet and when mutations occur in tumors activating the production of antioxidants researchers have discovered the role of the antioxidants while looking at lung cancer and organoids taken from patients and the same observations took place on breast tissue, kidney tumors, and in experiments on mice. So, many clinical trials have evaluated the efficacy of... Angiogenesis. Yeah, and uh, those inhibitors, but the results have not been as successful as anticipated. So, for those of you that uh, are thinking that vitamin C and vitamin E are good for you, I don't know what to tell you. According to the Journal of Clinical Investigators, that may not be such a good idea. Wow. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, we have uh, a few stories today that uh, are under the heading, Poop in the News. (laughs) (laughs) i know i know this is the world we live in today so joe montana the legend hall of fame quarterback for the san francisco 49ers joe montana who uh i mean he's awesome and in fact i had a brush with greatness with joe montana at tampa international airport once so i was walking through there and joe passed me and i went holy crap that's joe montana joe and he just turned around and gave me a quick wave and a smile and uh, that was my brush 
with greatness with Joe Montana. However, uh, he and the group of homeowners are suing the city of San Francisco, claiming that their homes were flooded with sewage back in December after a storm. Now, I would say that is nasty. So these residents, and of course the story is these wealthy residents, yeah, nobody wants sewage in their homes. I don't care if they have money or not, okay? They believe that the infrastructure that led to sewage flooding of their houses uh, could have been prevented by simply, I don't know, repairing and upgrading their wastewater facilities. The part of the system that runs through their wealthy neighborhood is antiquated and has been neglected and inadequately maintained by the city and county of San Francisco. Huh, that's a surprise that a city like San Francisco would neglect their sewage <laughs> uh, their sewage infrastructure but you know who knows so as a result the system uh, routinely gets overwhelmed overflows and inundates properties and neighborhoods with untreated sewage and contaminated water permeating the soils, walls, and floors, and depositing highly contaminated and toxic fecal and other raw sewage matter uh, in and around all these people's homes. Yeah, I don't care if you live in a crappy neighborhood or a rich neighborhood, uh, you are not for having uh, sewage, I'm sorry, untreated sewage and contaminated water permeating the soils, walls, and floors uh, in your neighborhood. No one wants that. So we'll see how that lawsuit uh, pans out. Then we have the mayor of Casper, Wyoming, speaking about he's blaming the homeless population in his city. In Casper, Wyoming, uh, they're saying that they destroyed a motel and left hundreds of pounds of human feces on the streets and the sidewalks. I'm not a fan. Uh, I know we talked, uh, we've talked about homeless uh, populations uh, a number of times, but uh, I'm not a fan of human feces on the streets and sidewalks. Oh my gosh, it sounds a lot like San Francisco. You're the mayor, do something about it. So Casper Mayor Bruce Nell said roughly 200 homeless people were residing uh, at this hotel that has been shut down and they've created quite a mess. It's nothing like I've ever seen said the mayor. It's third world country stuff happening in Casper, Wyoming. Well, then fix it. Well, that's what he did. Uh, he and city staffers, and I bet it was more city staffers than he, uh, had to clean up roughly 500 pounds of human feces uh, where a sizable portion of the homeless population and others stay in nearby parks or sleep in their cars. Desperate times uh, have people doing desperate things, and we're the ones left to deal with it, according to the mail uh, to the mayor. In addition to defecating on streets, they've also destroyed a vacant motel, which uh, I mentioned earlier. Apparently, there's this uh, Econo Lodge that is shut down, has been boarded up, and people are just squatting in the Econo Lodge. Kind of can't blame them, but uh, you know, it's shut down. There's no heat, no power. No working toilets, so the uh, property, I guess, has been condemned and uh, it's boarded up, but everyone is living there. I kind of don't blame them for that. So, And then other homeless people are squatting in abandoned houses and buildings. 
other buildings that lack running water and power. So Casper is no different than the major cities in across America that are dealing with homeless issues. So the mayor is unhappy. I guess he's fine with people, you know, living in these boarded up buildings. He just didn't like to have to clean up all the poop. <laughs> and I really, I guess I can't blame him. Then uh, there was a Delta flight from Atlanta to Barcelona that was forced to turn back. Now, I would be, you know, first of all, you're flying from Atlanta to Barcelona. You're ready to go. You're on the plane. You're ready to go. The Delta Airbus A350 that got up in the air and we're headed to Barcelona. And then all of a sudden the pilot is like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and turn this thing around. Why did they want to turn it around? Well, if you were on the flight, you were probably happy about it and couldn't wait to get off. So a passenger on board, I according to reports, suffered a bout of diarrhea that ran all the way through the plane. That is uh, nasty. <laughs> so the flight had already departed and I uh, was in the air and the pilot's like, yeah, we're turning this thing around. There's a passenger with diarrhea all over the aircraft and it's now you know a biohazard nobody wants that so i guess you know i guess the person had diarrhea and would you know ran to the bathroom which then leaked all over the plane oh nasty now they say that the plane went under a five-hour cleanup operation i feel like it should have taken longer <laughs> i feel like maybe we don't use that plane for a while uh we open it up we air it out we spray some lysol on that bad boy and uh, we hose it down that would be that would be what i would do so oh just nasty so i don't know what to tell you i mean if you're on an airplane and you have you know diarrhea issues do you just stay in your seat and say you know i can't help it or do you try to race your your first thought is you've got to race to the to the bathroom right so then it's just dribbling down the aisle <laughs> i'm sure people are trying to you know wish they had a mask wish they had some kind of air freshener in the plane <laughs> it would be uh nasty and i'm sure that everyone was happy that they turned this thing around get off of that plane ASAP because holy cow I would have been probably puking so that's probably uh, helped in the mess as well it doesn't talk about that uh, in these stories but I bet like if someone is running down the aisle and has a diarrhea issue uh, I'm probably barfing so that would mean that uh, there's more things to clean up other than the diarrhea which is just you know adding to the frustration it's a domino effect you have the diarrhea you have the puke then you have more puke you might even have more diarrhea because people are like oh my gosh i can't help myself so just nasty good move on uh, the uh, pilot of the delta flight yeah we're gonna go ahead and turn this thing around because Uh, yeah, and I'm not leaving the cockpit, okay? I'm going to let other people deal with that. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> Have a cleaning crew and just some medical personnel at the gate when we come back to Atlanta ASAP.
pee. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So technically, I guess summer is over, although fall isn't until, you know, the 23rd of September, 2023. So uh, I know that a lot of people are still thinking that, hey, this is still summer. Okay. We can still pretend that we're going on vacation. I can still be in my vacation state of mind. Okay. So don't change your soundtrack to the fall soundtrack. Keep listening to your summer music on repeat and just put your Raycon headphones on and you can create your own, you know, summer in your own head. Uh, because Raycon headphones will do that for you. Okay. Yes. Uh, they, my Raycon wireless earbuds are perfect for that. So you can pretend that it's still summer. I know in a lot of places it's a million degrees out and you know, that Labor Day weekend that we just had is supposed to be the end of summer, but you can still put your Raycons in and listen to your summer music and just pretend it can be summer if if you want it to be, okay? And so sometimes we just need some summer music to make us feel like it's summer, okay? Yeah. So let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen and the best way to uh, get your mind in that summer state of mind, even if it's not summer any longer use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles the noise isolation and awareness mode i like the noise isolation mode myself uh raycons have a 32 hour battery life uh including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time uh they come with custom gel tips for most comfortable in-ear fit uh and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands and they sound just as good if not better and uh, raycons come with a 45 day happiness guarantee so you really you really can't lose uh create your own soundtrack with raycon keep your mind in summer even if it's not summer you can make it summer if you want to just put your Raycons in and listen to your soundtrack, okay? Right now, you can get 15% off uh, your Raycon order. Uh, buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. B-U-Y Raycon.com slash Jeffy gets you 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash Jeffy to save 15% on Raycons. B-U-Y Raycon.com slash Jeffy. Yeah, that's right. Write it down. Buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. So the lawsuits keep coming for uh, our man Elon. And I know he's, you know, Mr. Billionaire, so you feel sorry for him. And he's got astronauts coming back uh, to Earth. And he's got uh, rocket ships blasting off. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, poor Elon. But uh, he fired about 6,000 employees when he bought Twitter, which is now, you know, X. And uh, 2,200 of them are taking him to court over claims that he didn't provide the severance pay they are owed upon being cut loose. Now, he could be on the hook for about $3.5 million in fees. Ha, <laughs> 3500000 million. Elon spits at $3.5 million. But it's a matter of, of, of a point, damn it. And plus, he could be on the hook for that. Plus the total amount of unpaid severance, which, you know, who knows what that could be. So we'll see what the uh, 
what happens with that lawsuit, but he could be on the hook for a few million dollars anyway for these other employees who probably the other 4,000 employees or 3,000 employees went to work for Threads, so they're fine. Right? I mean, they're not going to be part of the lawsuit. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on X, by the way, at JeffyJFR. You can uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Facebook is Jeff Fisher Radio as well. You can email the show anytime, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Chewingthefatattheblaze.com. This is going to be so cool. Uh, Wednesday, if you're listening live, today is a Tuesday, the 5th of September, 2023. So on Wednesday, the 6th of September, 2023, Bethesda Game Studios is going to release their new gaming universe, uh, the first one in 25 years, called Starfield. And I don't know if you've seen the promos for Starfield. I've seen the promos the last couple years at their events, and it is really really cool uh the scope is incredible uh it's got over a thousand environments three million words of dialogue it's got each you go to different planets and you can create your own worlds and different planets you create your own space travelers in these environments it is really really cool and so if you don't think you've got lost into a the game world before uh when you sit down to get lost in starfield um it will be you'll be there for a while (laughs) you'll be there for a while and you'll be traveling over thousands of environments it is so cool uh if you don't know look it up uh starfield it's called and i mean it is just incredible i'm looking forward to it i don't know if my son's gonna get it or not I may have to talk him into just getting it so I can check it out. Because all the promos for it, uh, it were just incredible. And I am if if you love traveling in space and want to be in this world, this game, Starfield, and I don't even know it's a game, it's just an immersive world, uh, is going supposed to be released on Wednesday. So we shall see. But I'm looking forward to it because even just the promos are really, really cool. So last week we talked about how uh, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour concert film was going to be released in theaters October 13th and AMC was going to act as the distributor. Yay! Can't wait for that. Well, uh, it's already set a record. Uh, The concert film um, has already earned $26 million in pre-sale tickets at AMC theaters. <laughs> I mean, she can just do no wrong. Uh, it set a single day ticket sale record uh, for AMC beating the benchmark uh, previously held by Spider-Man No Way Home, which was $16.9 million. Psst, please. Uh, uh, that was less than three hours after ticket sales went on sale, according to the cinema chain. So congratulations to the Eras Tour that's broke the record for the biggest first day ticket sales in 2023. So that's great. And congratulations to to Taylor for doing that. And, and congratulations to all the people who either couldn't afford to see the live show or want to relive it again because you'll be able to do it on October 13th. And I see where my man Denzel was number one at the box office, of course, uh, in Equalizer 3. I think uh, Barbie was number two. Uh, she, Barbie's still hanging in there, uh, but Equalizer had like, uh, I don't know, 
almost 35 million domestically and barbie was still a little over 10 million for barbie wow incredible barbie's already at over 600 million domestically uh that's of course way over a billion uh internationally so we'll see uh, how equalizer stands up in the next couple of weeks to come i see where uh you know it's the first weekend of football well i mean I know we had week zero the weekend before, but this weekend was the first big weekend of college football. And then the NFL starts on uh, Thursday of this week and then, you know, continues on through the weekend. So we have, you know, college and NFL back. And it is so good, man. I, I really do love football season. But I am not a charter communication uh, client. Uh, or a Spectrum Cable client, I see where Disney is in big dispute. I figured they'd have it taken care of by this past weekend, but nope. So they had a big blackout of ABC. Nobody cares about that. ESPN, and, and that's what they care about. Uh, and so those, all those people that had, uh, you know, Charter and Spectrum, uh, you weren't able to watch any of the ESPN sports this weekend. I bet you they were pissed because i would have been and it only happened it happened here actually uh when i was for youtube had a fight with uh disney at one point uh i don't know a year or two ago maybe it was three i don't remember how long ago it was but they blacked out uh espn and abc for like a day or so might have been a couple of days i was so angry that i couldn't watch the football games (laughs) they finally worked out a deal so hopefully they'll finally work out a deal just like the writers uh, and the actors, they got to work out a deal too, right? They've been on strike for 127 days now. And the actors had uh, joined the writers uh, in July. And apparently there's no resolution in sight. Pretty incredible that there's no resolution in sight. Hopefully that's not true. Uh, you know, this shutdown of the film and television industry, I mean, it's already cost, according to some experts, it co- it's cost California $5 billion already for 127 days. Wow. Uh, this guy from the Milken Institute, uh, Kevin Clouded, and I love Kevin Clouded from the Milken Institute, uh, he told the Financial Times that uh, other businesses that serve the industry, caterers, rental companies, dry cleaners, have taken a big hit from the work stoppage. And that's already more than $2.1 billion than he believes the 2007 writer's strike, which lasted 100 days, cost the state. So, I mean, they need to, something needs to happen quickly, not only for content, but for jobs and workers and businesses. Uh, we need to, that needs to happen. So work it out, figure it out, do something. I want everybody to get what they want, but let's, let's make this happen because we're coming to a point now where, uh, content is going to be, uh, very hard to come by. Uh, on uh, on whatever platform you want to watch it on. We've been pretty lucky to have new content uh, break out during these last 127 days because of what was already in the can 127 days ago. But we're at the end of that uh, very soon. So it's going to be like a dust bowl of new content very soon. And I am not a fan of dust bowls. Just want to go on record. You can quote me on that. I am not a fan of dust bowls. mealtime 
real-time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So who died today? Who died today? Well, uh, it wasn't today. It was a couple days ago. But Jimmy Buffett uh, passed away at the age of 76. So uh, he died on uh, Saturday, I believe. Uh, Maybe it might have been the Friday. And uh, so come Monday, uh, everything will be all right. Uh, Except if you're Jimmy Buffett. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, He'd been hospitalized for an unspecified illness. Apparently, he was... uh, you know, dealing with uh, some serious cancer the last couple of years. And so uh, the guy, you know, everyone thought would live forever, uh, didn't. Very sad. Uh, But he's, uh, I mean, he was a monster worth a lot of money. I know he never disclosed his finances uh, with his Margaritaville Holdings LLC. (laughs) But he had casinos. uh, He had a casino in Vegas. He had a casino in Mississippi. He had a hotel in Pensacola Beach, Florida. He has the Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurant chains, boat shoes. uh, Oh, I mean, just a huge amount of uh, different items under the Margaritaville Holdings LLC for Jimmy Buffett. And so, I mean, he was definitely worth uh least a billion dollars maybe more uh huge huge uh i mean parrot head and it was just amazing and so uh you know we've all look we've all been now wasted away in margaritaville no question about that and we've all sat and thought to ourselves you know come monday it'll be all right come monday i'll be holding you tight Except, uh, no, uh, not anymore for uh, Jimmy Buffett. I know, I know, rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett, dead at the age of 76. Then we have the dream weaver himself, Gary Wright, dead at the age of 80. Holy cow, we are losing him left and right. Now, uh, Gary, I guess, uh, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and dementia, so he's been struggling with that. Very sad. I do not wish that on anyone. I mean, okay, so I don't wish death on anyone, no matter what the death is. But <laughs> I do not wish uh, Parkinson's or dementia on anyone. It is not. It's a sad, sad, sad disease. And it was a long, you know, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's and not long after with dementia. And so then he was unable to perform. And uh, the Dreamweaver uh, is dead at the age of 80. And then I saw a report over the weekend that Steve Harwell, uh, the singer to Smash Mouth, had only days to live. Yes, that was correct. He only had a day to live after that report was issued because Steve Harwell, dead at the age of 56. The Smash Mouth lead singer passed away of liver failure at the age of 56. He was a big-time drinker, and he had uh, serious uh, drug and alcohol issues, and he was in the final stages of liver failure. He died at his home in Boise, Idaho, surrounded by his family and friends, and passed away peacefully and comfortably. Did he?
Well, yes, he did, because that's what they said. So uh, I know everyone talked about the time he was on stage hollering at fans and everything. He was just out of his mind, and he'd been drinking and on drugs, and he was starting to, you know, his body was breaking down. He was young still, young-ish. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's when he retired. Uh huh. And so I guess when you retire and you've got a drug and alcohol problem and you don't want to deal with that drug and alcohol problem, other than just continuing with that drug and alcohol problem, you end up with uh, being in the final stages of liver failure a few years later. So Steve Harwell, dead at the age of 56. Then we have Bill Richardson. Bill Richardson, let's get away from music for a while. I mean, holy cow. Jimmy Buffett, Steve Harwell, uh, Gary Wright, all dead on the same weekend. Oof. Man, okay, okay, we got it. So Bill Richardson, two-term Democratic governor of New Mexico and a U.S. ambassador to the United Nations who dedicated his post-political career to working to free Americans detained overseas. Uh, He has passed away at the age of 75. The Richardson Center for Global Engagement, which he founded and led, said that he died in his sleep at his home in Chatham, Massachusetts. Wait, what, he's a New Mexico guy? He died in Massachusetts? Okay. Oh, I didn't know the Richardson story. So he grew up in uh, Massachusetts. Interesting. He was born in California, grew up in Mexico City with a Mexican mother and an American father who was a U.S. bank executive. He went to prep school in Massachusetts. And uh, then he decided, when he decided to get working at Capitol Hill, said, hey, I want to run for political office. You know what? New Mexico sounds good. (laughs) And it worked. So with my Hispanic roots, yeah, it's a good place. So he campaigned for Congress. And, uh, you know, then he was the governor. So good for him. Uh, You know, then they made a big deal out of him. Oh, that's right. He endorsed Obama instead of the Clintons, and he was friends with the Clintons. Oh, jeez, that's right. So what did this guy, it doesn't say what Bill died of. I'm sure it's not that, though. So he was, you know, he's 75. So I'm sure it has absolutely nothing to do with that. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, but it doesn't say that. So it can't be that, can it? No, no, it cannot. Then, that's who died today, by the way. Now we have a lady who could have made it to who died today. Luckily didn't. She just had her leg impaled by a beach umbrella. This needs to stop. The dangers of beach umbrellas. We need to, uh, we need to do something. <laughs> uh, learn how to put your beach umbrellas into the, into the sand, okay? Because you get a big wind and the umbrella dislodges and then it's flying through the air. The next thing you know, you've got it sticking out of your leg and it's a traumatic injury. And that's what happened. So just be careful. Now, this actually happened uh, in Orange Beach. So Orange Beach Fire was dispatched for this. And this is in Alabama, I believe. Isn't that where Orange Beach is? Yes, that's where this is in Alabama. So uh, she's okay. Although, you know, she had a traumatic injury with the umbrella sticking out of her. <laughs> in the lower leg. Uh, could have been, she's lucky. Okay. They stabilize her. She's good to go. 
And, I mean, so this, I mean, a year ago, a woman died by being impaled by a beach umbrella in South Carolina. So it's not limited to Alabama. It's not limited to Florida. It's limited to wherever there's a beach and wherever there's a beach umbrella. So something needs to be done. Airborne beach umbrellas can be dangerous and deadly. So make sure that your umbrella is anchored correctly in the sand. Now, the Consumer Product Safety Commission has offered several tips for people to firmly get their umbrella into the sand. So you need to bury it back and forth until it's buried deep into the sand, tilting the umbrella into the wind to keep it from blowing away anchoring the base of the pole with some form of anchor or weight and making certain that the sand is packed well around the base. These are just some tips for you and beach umbrella safety, okay? Because no one wants to be impaled by a beach umbrella. (laughs) And you can quote me on that. No one wants to be impaled by a beach umbrella. Okay, this kind of makes me mad, all right? So, according to a new Pew Research Center survey, and I love Pew Research Center surveys, uh, two in 10 Americans say the U.S. stands above all other countries in the world. Two in 10? That is unacceptable. Two in 10. I don't care. I know we do stories all the time about the U.S. not being number one anymore. Uh, You know, uh, I was filling in on WBAP yesterday, the afternoon show, and I did a story about Brazil. Uh, According right now, uh, 70, the U.S., uh, once the corn capital of the world, used to account for nearly 70% of the global exports of the golden crop. Uh, It's the second consecutive year that we are number two. Uh, Brazil is once again set to be top of the world as far as largest corn exporter. Okay, so congratulations to Brazil. And, uh, you know, that's, of course, because they, according to this story, the Brazilian supply has been instrumental in filling in market gaps left by the war in Ukraine, tensions between China and the U.S., and the country's share of the global exports. Uh, But in 20 years ago, Brazil was only doing 6% of the world's corn exports. And today they're at 32% and number one. Uh, What makes one think, okay, well, the U.S. isn't number one there. But... Two in ten Americans say that the U.S. stands above all other countries in the world, even if we're number two at corn exports. We still stand above the rest of the world, do we? Yes! Yes, we do. According to this, about half, 52%, say the U.S. is one of the greatest countries. One of the greatest countries? Holy cow, we are doomed. Uh, along with others, along with others, obviously, uh, while saying 27% say there are other countries that are better than the U.S. Please ask them what other countries, because there are no other countries better than the U.S. I get other countries think they punch above their weight, in the words of Barack Obama, but come on now. Uh, there's no better country than the U.S. And if you live here and believe that, move there. 
okay? Move out of here. Jeff, that's what makes America so great, okay? People can say that we're not number one and still live here. Yeah, I know. I know. And guess what? That's an issue, okay? So according to this now, much of the recent change in attitudes has come from Republicans and Republican-leaning independents. Uh huh. Four years ago, 40% of the Republicans said the U.S. stands above all other nations compared with 31% today. That's a big drop. Uh, and the share of Republicans saying other countries are better has nearly doubled from 9% to 17%. Wow. Uh, Democrats and Democratic leaners uh, have grown slightly more likely to say there are other countries that are better than the U.S. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, 31% in 2019, as compared to 36% today. Wow. So 36% of Democrats and Democratic leaners uh, say other countries are better than the U.S. Get out then! (laughs) And for you 17% of Republicans or Republican-leaning independents or whatever the hell you call yourself, get out! I am two in 10 Americans say the U.S., stands above all other countries in the world. Wow. That is amazing to me. We are in trouble. Only half, and by a small half, 52%. Half is half, Jeff. Yeah, I know. 52% say the U.S. is one of the greatest countries. Uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, The U.S. is the greatest country. Now, it certainly has been struggling, Uh, In the uh, recent past, there's no question about that. But uh, come on now. According to this, the share of adults saying the U.S. stands above all other countries dropped significantly in telephone surveys between 2011 and 2019. How do we even do telephone surveys anymore? I'd like that's interesting to me because, uh, I mean, I don't know anyone that has an actual, you know, like telephone in their home. Who do you call? I'm not picking up the phone for a number that's unverified and that I don't know. Anyway, while the decline in, decline in views of the United States global standing was concentrated among Democrats during these years, the decline over the past four years is concentrated among Republicans. Yeah, yeah, that's what it shows. Uh, incredibly, more than doubled, right? We went from 19 to 17%, almost doubled, uh, of people who say other countries are better. Wow. Uh, we, we are doomed. We are doomed. Yeah, pretty sure you can quote me on that. All right, I hope all you people stuck at the playa out there in uh, Black Rock City are getting out today. I know I found out that they did have the burn last night, or they were supposed to have the burn, and uh, people are still kind of stuck in the mud trying to get out of there. Thousands of people are trying to get out of Black Rock City. It's been a tough week for the uh for the burners or the rainers now and uh i hope they all get out safely and uh may the may the burning man be with you at all times (laughs) no seriously seriously burn on my friend burn on and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.